So, Amy, what did you do? Or what have you done over the last few months? I mean, I did some videos. I did some, like, I hit a bunch of, like, milestones. I did the charity event. We raised, like, $3 million. What about you? I played games. Oh, no. looks so sneaky yeah and totally visible (laughs) you know she's trying to be sneaky hello hello welcome to talk nerdy to me baby where we talk nerdy to you baby Baby. (laughs) (laughs) hi and welcome look we are actually doing consistent ish videos wow two consecutive weeks in a row whoa hey you know when you're going through so much in the world that's pretty good Hey, I mean, it's a record for 2021. Why you want to scratch, Arwen? This is why no one's ever going to, like, buy our podcast. <laughs> and scratching, they're like, well, can you do something about that cat? Uh, well, you see, they're like, what, what is that? You see, it's a, it's a, it's a cactus <laughs> that, you know, gets scratched. Anyway. Yep. Hello. Hi. Yep. This it's... is, this is what you signed up for. Yep. Uh. You know, it's been, it's already been a crazy year. It's been. It's been. It's uh, been. We definitely don't need to, to dwell on it, uh, but we will say, of course, that we definitely do not stand with the events that happened in the Capitol as nope. of January 6th, I believe, was the day. And neither does the cactus. <laughs> <laughs> She's just staring at like, what? What am I doing? Goodness. No, we do not, and we just don't stand with anything that's been going on with all the things we have had made. We've made stances on things like Black Lives Matter, yay, and you know, not supporting New Age Nazis, nay, 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 white supremacy, nay, nay. We say, uh, yeah, if you want to know more about our feelings on that check out all of our social meds because it's all over that oh wow are we promoing that now uh i don't know do amory by the sea and case crusader cool we did it yay (laughs) but yeah we just want to throw that out there why Why? (laughs) you know here on talk nerdy to me baby we know that as a podcast people when they listen, because everyone does, when they listen to our podcast, they're likely doing a lot of things like running errands, buying groceries. You know, at one point, I feel like there was a thing you could listen to podcasts while you're working out at the gym, you know, when that was a thing. Or like when you were commuting to work. Or like when you're commuting to work. Any of those things, you know, people like to do stuff while they listen to podcasts. It's a, it, it's a thing. And sometimes it includes scratching your cactus. <laughs> and that is <laughs> I'm not, not a euphemism. my answer. Nope. And that is not a euphemism. Nope. All right, so uh, I played a lot of games, and I'm still playing a lot of games in this madness because it's my escape 
happy place and uh well well, guess what what at the point in which we are recording this versus our part one of this kind of episode i have actually played more games you have and i'm very proud of you thank you yes that's right this is (laughs) if this all sounds familiar we're doing part two of the games that casey's played in quarantine because it's been that long it's true so i would like to say that this is not the Casey Game Awards featuring the Amy Video Game Awards, which is much shorter. Uh, I like The Last of Us. She does, and so do I. <laughs> but that will be a different episode. I want to say video, but that's not right. It will be a different episode at some point. Uh, basically meaning that I still have other games from 2020 that I would like to finish, and I'm sure that will go on the list of my favorites. And I would like to give them their due diligence. As we should. So, Hey, the other awards don't come out until, like, February, so... Yeah, exactly. Good timing is is good timing. Basically, I just need time to finish Yakuza Like a Dragon. But, anyway. So, I should give the, the conditions of being eligible for this list so i play oh there are conditions now yes i've played a lot Whoa, of games that's so much more serious in the part two thing of, <laughs> of all this but it needs to be games that i have finished if there's a story mode or anything like that like it has to be completed okay well the qualifications for games i've played are i played them for at least an hour uh couple days (laughs) (laughs) perfect uh i say that because there was a time there was like a chunk of this part two where i was just playing a lot of stupid games and getting a lots of platinum trophies which and you should look out for the video that casey will eventually do about best ways to just get platinum trophies on playstation and now that you said it that means i have to do it i know i'm making you accountable oh no not in (laughs) 2021 there's no such thing as accountability (sighs) well there is, however, a list of games that I did <laughs> technically finish. Yep, so. I'm sorry I'm coughing. My throat is very dry, and I'm trying to stop it. So, I am listed them, for the most part, worst to best of Ooh. games that I completed. Now that we've yeah. established the rules. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Because there's a lot of games. Holy crap. Okay, so one other thing. Uh, some of these games I technically beat twice because... Uh, of cross by so i beat it (laughs) and got the trophies on the the ps4 and the vita and the vita because much love to the playstation vita it's great i wish people loved you more do you you get a separate trophy for if you beat it again on the playstation 5 uh most of them do not okay they have to have uh a separate upgrade for it there are some that do have separate lists like uh assassin's creed valhalla did that Mm -hmm. But you basically, it doesn't carry over your tro- trophy progress, so you basically have to beat it separately. What? Why? Just why? Why? This is why we can't have nice things. But hopefully, still a nice podcast, despite also, the jingles. Uh, yeah, I honestly, she never plays with that toy. She's just, like, I don't know how to explain to you, dear BB listener. Dear BB. Dear BB. I do not BB. know how to explain to you, BB, how... She does nothing until the mic is on. It's true. But yet, the flip of that is when you try to film something, she won't do something. If you if you tried to film evidence of her doing something, she won't do it. It's or true. she'll run away. 
She just wants you to suffer. And she's gaslighting us, Casey. Man. Basically, if you have a pet of your own, specifically a cat, I'm sure you understand and can relate. Yeah. We're we're trying to figure out what to do about that. Yep. We're working on it. So, ready for the worst game that I completed? <laughs> sure. All right. I so, want to know how many of these I actually recognize. Started from the bottom, and that's where we're going to start. So... <laughs> <laughs> the worst game on this list is called Little Adventure on the Prairie, if you can oh. even call it a game. So basically, you walk, it's a... It's a 2D, walking simulator? Not even. It doesn't even do that right. Basically, you just move from the left side of the screen to the right and rapidly tap the square button to hit the little goblins that walk up to you. Is that the one with the blue-haired protagonist? It is. Oh. He looks like, you know, a little chibi jrpg character but really he's just a a poorly made dude with the sword and just whacks up and down you know <laughs> just i want everyone this is going to be an interactive episode with mm-hmm. you listeners i want you all to just chop your hand up and down just very up and down up, up and, and down, down up and down yeah as hamlet once said do not saw the air with your hand thus well that is exactly what this game does and that is about it if you want to spice it up a little bit there are a couple of spots where you can pick up there's a little pickup of health so you can get some health back whoa uh some you can it increases (laughs) you get a plus one to your attack or a plus one to your defense and that is key in surviving guess what that's the game that's it yep and really the only strategy is making sure you position yourself at the right place to just whack up and down I, as someone who has actually observed this gameplay, you look at it and it looks like um, what everyone's second round style of deviant art art is. <laughs> you know, they've gotten better than stick figures and have moved on to I like anime chibis. It's that style of art that's just like jumping up and down like a ragdoll with a sword. But then they forgot to render the backgrounds. And, and you can actually see the outline of little squares. <laughs> so it's like, here's a, here's a square. Here's a square. And just like paste, copy, paste the square <laughs> all the way to the end of the level. Except sometimes it's just super blurry. And I'm like, you you didn't. You, your file source is wrong. Yeah. You're just, using the preview. If you want to see a game that was made with the least amount of effort. Little adventure on the prairie. And hey, if you manage to stick it out through the end, you can get a platinum trophy in about half an hour, maybe. Wow. It, but it took you days. Was it just because you were no. frustrated? I Well, I did it on the PS4 and then the Vita. Oh. I, oh, no, I, wait, I didn't do the Vita because that one doesn't even get you one on the Vita. That's stupid. Yeah. But also, I felt like I saw you doing that multiple times. Oh, I just wanted to show you. I'd already oh, beaten okay. it. okay. I, I re-downloaded it just for the purposes of like, no, you have to see how bad this is. <laughs> so anyway, Little Adventure on the Prairie. It's two bucks if you want a platinum, but you want to get mad at yourself. <laughs> okay. Yep. So next is Storm Boy. So <laughs> this is basically like an... Yes, thank you. If it is... An- I like my Foley work. Thank you very much. I have very little to contribute to this episode. No, you contribute. We'll get to your games. Look. All of them. Hey, it's plural. I know. <laughs> I say it with a smile on my face. So, 
Storm Boy is basically an interactive novel. It is based off of a children's book, uh, an Australian children's book, and apparently they made a movie of it, which I will never see. And it only takes about 15 minutes to go through. It has a couple of little boring mini games that are basically nothing. One of them is like, here, you're on a raft. Jump out of the raft and just swim down to the bottom. Hold your <laughs> breath. Okay. <laughs> here, let's pick up some clams on the shore. See a bubble? Press a button. You got a clam. Are you enjoying this? <laughs> and then on top of that, it's so the, the story is about a kid who befriends a seagull. And Oh, I've seen this photo. Yeah. And then it just gets super depressing for no reason. But you, you can see it coming from a mile away. And I'm just like, I don't need this. Does the seagull die? Yes, it does. <sighs> because it tries, it saves the day of like some people on a ship and somehow like warns them and get it. It was like, here, let me help. And then it's dead. Yeah. I'm like, cool. Not only was this an awful game, <laughs> but it's super depressing. So that's just, you know, worse. <laughs> So there you go, Storm Boy. You can get a platinum out of it if you just want to hate yourself again. <laughs> You'll see a theme in these, in these text view. <laughs> he went through a phase. Yep. <sighs> so next is one I got from PlayStation Plus. Ooh. Uh, it's called Burly Man at Sea. And it also is just basically an interactive novel. But what's interesting is... Uh, it's all about having different endings and based on like the decisions you make, it goes, it branches off a little bit, but you know, you can do a playthrough in air quotes yes. in about eight to 10 minutes. Oh, wow. That's, that's actually really short. Yeah. How many and, endings does it have? Uh, there's like technically there's only a handful of endings, but there's a whole lot of different branches you can get through mm -hmm. or that you can go to eventually lead you to a similar spot. But um, when you finish the game, you know, if you call it that, uh, what's interesting is because the art style is so simplistic and it, it looks also like a children's book, uh, you can actually buy um, for like 30 or 40 bucks. You can take, they'll take, because it's like panel by panel in a weird way. Uh, you can turn that into a book. Oh, so you can technically have your game as a book. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, if it's, it wasn't sad. Well, this one's not sad. It's not as sad like Storm Boy is. Okay. It's just kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just made me sleepy. Aww. It was hard to get through because I'm just like, it's. But you say that the games that you actually like. Yeah, but this one was just like, I. There's a difference between like I'm getting sleepy while I'm playing a game, and the game is making me sleepy. Gotcha. It was just. You know, it's cute, but it's just it's just really boring and there's not much to it. Um, and not really much of a a moral or a purpose to it. It's just kind of like, here we go. So, that's Burly Man at Sea. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Not <laughs> that's some of these... It. Yeah, that's it. There's not a lot to some of these games. Speaking of not a lot to it, the next one... My name is Mayo. I know this one. I yeah. Helped. It's super, super duper stupid. And yet you still seem to enjoy it. It, it is. It's very enjoyable. Uh, oh, I don't even have 
Okay. Well, Goodness, I can. Put... I just I just saw the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them are are the doubles because okay. I technically beat them twice. But yes, my name is Mayo. Is about you as a hand clicking a jar of mayo. Sometimes you earn little facts about the world, and you get to dress up the mayo in like a bikini or give it a beard. And you you just, learn facts about the world where the mayo exists? You just learn facts about the world. Okay. That's it. And you just keep clicking until you get more stuff. That's it. It really is it, but it's just, it delights itself in its own stupidity. And it's just like, yeah, you just click a jar of mayo. Have fun. No, but really, like, here. Have some whipped cream on your mayo jar. It's <laughs> stupid. We all know it's stupid. You knew what you're getting. No it, one lied to you. It is what it says on the jar. So uh, I gotta, I gotta respect that. So uh, I don't think I have it on here. But they also recently came out with my name is Mayo Two, Two! which has like little other mini games that are slightly different. Oh yeah. Also just as stupid. And the credits for it are great because basically it's just like a blog of the person who made it. Oh, nice. Or like, you know, the person mm -hmm. do, in charge of doing the credits. And he was like, so it like it has the normal amount of credits. And then it's like, so uh, I don't know. I was just trying to get a date online and it just goes on for <laughs> just basically a, a, a journal of this dude's life for about three weeks and it's just like you're still reading this yeah whatever so i feel like i need to burp but i'm not going to and that feels weird like it just it's just stuff like oh, that. oh i thought you were just telling me that no but that's what <laughs> that's what the most of the credits for that game are oh. anyway i'm in like the top last time i checked i'm in like the top 30 or 40 in the world of mayo clicks nice. so you know nice take that world of uh, mayo yep so that is My Name is Mayo 1 and 2. I helped. You did. So technically I played it. You did. Woo! Was it everything you thought it would be? Yeah, I was clicking. <laughs> so. It's fun to see how fast you... Here's the thing. I will say as an outside point of view of someone who only helped briefly, it's fun to see how fast you can click things. So like watching the number grow up and just seeing if you can click even faster... Ding, 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 Congratulations. That's My Name is Mayo <laughs> 1 and 2. Uh, I would actually maybe even put My Name is Mayo 2 over uh, the next game, which is Duck Souls Plus. Duck Souls Plus? Yep. Uh, it is a game that's a lot like Super Meat Boy mm. uh, in that it's you know, a little platformer and you're trying to get from point A to point B and there's lots of traps and stuff and there's just, you know, it's a lot of levels. Uh, but, you know, some of it's cool and like it's challenging, but I just got there. There was one level in particular where uh, there was like a little rocket chasing after you and mm -hmm. you had to, you have like a little dash attack and you can break through glass. And so it was basically a square of little pieces of glass. Mm -hmm. uh, and you basically had to carve your way through. Uh, and then 
on like the north, south, east, and west ends, there were little lights that you had to just run into and it would activate. You had to activate all four switches to get to the end. Okay. Uh, and Is this it, the one with the gravity? No. Okay. That's Gravity Duck. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I, how could I ever get them confused? <laughs> no one knows. Uh, but it keeps track of how many times you died on that level. And I think it was like 86 or something when I did it on the Vita. Because that's what I did it on first. And the game was just so, like, there's... Super Meat Boy is very intense and is designed to be very challenging and stuff. This is just, like, rude. And rude in a way of just like laziness versus you know what cheap things can i cheap gimmicks can i throw at you versus okay this is gonna test your skill mm -hmm. this is just like pff, hope you can hope you can do it uh, i don't know <laughs> okay good talk yeah well well described thank you thank you uh let's see next is oh yes square boy versus bullies Oh, I know this one too. Yeah. So it's, this is a game designed to be like the classic beat em up games, you know, like Simpsons Arcade and Street, or uh, Streets of Rage, not Street Fighter, Streets of Rage and, and things like Scott Pilgrim, like all those kind of things. But it's very, very, very simple and yes. the controls are pretty dumb. And basically, if you get caught like if there's more than one little bad guy around you a bully uh, yeah that's what they're called if two or more bullies get around you you're basically stuck and they'll just keep beating you up until you die uh there is a button you could use to like uppercut and get your way out of it like neo style but yeah it was just it was really really cheap really cheaply designed and it gets boring really really quickly because i usually like those type of games but it just it got so repetitive and so boring like it wasn't the worst obviously <laughs> uh but yeah far from the best okay and yeah it just cheap game is cheap and, but not as bad as some yep so next up is the ether one do i know this game uh it was a game that i was playing where i was basically just glued to my phone screen it's like kind of a narrative game and where like things are twisty turny and is this the right like had to find the ribbons and there was like a lighthouse and... and this was not the um just graphic novel that you jumped through no it, it wasn't a graphic novel like you had to move through the city and and find little things um and you know it's this whole story of like basically someone uh Without giving away too much, it was also a PlayStation Plus game mm. uh, that I had because I was basically like, what are some quick platinums I can get from games that I already have? And this is one of them. And it was, you know, I, I like what they were going for, which is basically like um, electroshock therapy almost and like revisiting your memories, but they're all distorted and stuff. Like it was a cool concept. It was, again, just really boring. Mm. Like there, there's not really much to it. Like... It imagine didn't get you emotionally. Imagine um, playing Bioshock, but there's no combat and no. It like, it actually sounds to me like a worse version or a boring version of To the Moon. I haven't played that. It also kind of reminded me like the 
the style and the gameplay uh, reminded me a bit of Bendy and okay. the Ink Machine, except there was just like nothing there. Like no Bendy chasing you, no creepy images, just walking around and, you know, images get distorted and stuff. And, you know, it's one of those things where you kind of find the the story as you go through. But yeah, it was just, it was just pretty boring. <laughs> well, there are... I, I think you should try To the Moon, because I think you'll actually like it. One, the story. Two, the music. And three, it hits you in the feels, which seems to be a thing you really like. Well, there you have it. Apparently, I should play this game To the Moon. I don't It sounds familiar. Like, I think I've heard it's of it. It's a little but... RPG. Okay. Like, it's simple, but it has to do with, like, memories and, like, feelings and like people like to say that you will just cry great sounds like great great but it really is one of my favorite soundtracks i will look into this i don't know what it's on console wise i will look into this okay (laughs) cool hey i can add stuff to this conversation other than ah yes quite indubitably indeed fascinating are you ready for the next game <laughs> yes so the next one is called ink explosion um it's an old school i call it um an ice rink shooter because you basically just slide your little guy around and shoot at the other things um i like those kind of games because it reminds me of um in going all the way back to sly cooper uh, I believe they started in the second and third game. It's basically like you have this little like tank or like it's like a little arrow and you move it around and it shoots the bad guys and you like hit them a couple of times and they explode or whatever. It's just like very old school arcade. I'm not sure like what the the grandfather of that style is, but mm-hmm. it's just very fun. Imagine if you were like a little hockey puck sliding around the, the rink. I imagine that all or, the time. And then you shoot stuff with it. I mean... Maybe. I don't know. But in this game, you do that kind of stuff. And then it explodes. Whenever you shoot stuff, it explodes into ink. And so there's like Ooh. paint splattered everywhere. We know I cool. like paint splatters. Yeah. You're so, going to make fun of me saying paint splatters. No, it was too easy. <laughs> However, this one is not in the... If you're trying to get the platinum for it, it's very frustrating because you have to hit like a certain amount of score. Mm-hmm. And um, after it's all randomized, like what the little there's like some hazards and stuff on the board, the field. I don't know. Um, and so it's all randomized. But after you uh, finish a, lo- a round, you heal a little bit of your health back, mm. but only a little bit. I and see. so it's about just trying to survive um so like the story mode to unlock the other stuff is actually the hardest part why it just is really hard and it's really random and i'm like but why but what is the story there's no story then why did you call the story classic mode mode, whatever why are you holding your lip that way i don't know (laughs) but yeah so that's explosion it's it's fairly fun okay like pretty harmless we've gotten to We've gone from the bad games to the inoffensive. Eh. <laughs> Just the eh. Yeah. So next up in the eh category is Perils of Baking. 
It was a game on sale that I saw was very interesting. Uh, you are a dude that when you collect enough food or candy or whatever, you can collect like popcorns and cookies and stuff. Uh, it you collect enough of it uh, and you get your health back. It's basically like coins. It's it's a Mario ripoff as well. Okay. Like an old school Mario, two D scrolling Mario ripoff. Um, and if you get enough health, then you get a little chef hat, and then you can throw knives and stuff. But yeah, it's a it's a platform like it's not there's some really frustrating there's a couple of frustrating levels, especially like the bonus levels were really annoying. But overall, it's like not super hard and like, you know, it's fine. There's a couple of minecart levels, but, you know, overall, <laughs> not bad. You know, it was like two or three bucks. And so I was like, Meh. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. <laughs> it fits just into the category of. Meh. Yep. So next up, we have a fairly interesting one. It was called Warlock's Tower. And so... It's amazing how many games you played that I never saw. I mean, a lot of them were like, no one should see this. Because <laughs> it's just dumb. It was Casey retreating into a little cave and just being like, do not know my shame of the games that I play. Just look at my trophies. Yep. Just <laughs> let me distract you with all this, all of these shiny platinums and ignore the silly and stupid games that i played uh one of them is called warlock's tower i mean it's it's an interesting puzzle game uh so basically you have to get from point a to point b but everything is by a square and you only get a certain amount of steps oh so, i saw you playing this one yeah so okay yeah uh you have three steps and you know if you run out of steps then you die but all along the level are little things to increase, like basically reset your steps and increments of three or five. So it's like, okay, you've got one step left, but then you step on the thing, it gives you three steps again. Gotcha. And so it's like a little puzzle game. Uh, and it was pretty cool. Like, I, I, I liked it. It just got really stale after a while. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where like redoing and retrying so many times just gets tedious yeah just it's tedious and boring after a while i was like okay i'm ready to just figure out how to get to the end of it so like it wasn't bad it just got it got old after a while and uh it after a while it just became less about strategy and just trial and error and so that gets kind of boring after a while i have a question mm -hmm. so with platinums on playstation yes can you put your your game in the playstation store and just decide to put a platinum on it? No, it's what the platinum trophy is what you get for earning all the other trophies. Okay. But not every game that you do has a platinum. Most of them do, but some sometimes they just they don't give you one. But why? Because it's it's a basically a badge of honor that says no, like I, I got all the trophies. No, I get that. Why would a game choose to not let you get a platinum trophy if it's so, such an like a thing? So some of them are they're like, oh well, this is too short, or if it's like a port of an older game, they're like, there's not really enough. They they don't put a lot of trophies in there. Like mm -hmm. some of them only have like six to twelve trophies, mm -hmm. which the average or like most games come with fifty. Mm -hmm. um, that's like the pretty uh, standard number. You know, the, it it goes it fluctuates, but yeah. that's like if you're gonna get like a new game it's usually going to have around 50 trophies on them and then the platinum uh but some of them were like you know indie games or you know just a port of 
like PS1 games and stuff. And so not all of them did come with one because they're like, we only have 12 trophies. But uh, that makes no sense to me. Like, it doesn't cost you extra to do, I'm guessing. Like, it, it doesn't... There's no reason to not let your game have a platinum trophy. Be an easy platinum. Obviously, there is a market for games that give you an easy platinum. And it's called My Name is Mayo. <laughs> and it's called My Name is Casey. Yep. But, so, like, it doesn't make sense to me that you would put your game up in the PlayStation Store with, like, if you have no trophies, sure. But if you have trophies and decide to not, like, do whatever little bit that you have to do to just get a platinum in your game, I feel like you were, how you say, shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I don't know the exact term. I think, like... I think some of those were older games, and so they came out before, like, the Platinum thing was something that people actually cared about. Mm. And so, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. Some of these games should have Platinum, because there's a couple of games that I 100%ed the trophies on, but there's no Platinum. So I and that's why it doesn't make a darn lick of sense. This is why we love Amy. She's an advocate for me and my, my stupid interests. <laughs> Let Casey get the platinums. Yay! Man. So, ready for another game? Yes. Thank you. I appreciate the support and my my need for platinums. I do not understand it, but I support you. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so, the next game is called Paradox Soul. So, basically, it's a very, very 8-bit, I okay. guess. I like it's definitely like retro style design. The fake ape. Yeah, um, but it's a lot like Metroid, like very much supposed to be like a little baby version of Metroid uh-huh. because you get a suit. You're a lady that gets a suit, and then in that suit you can roll around in a little ball and shoot guns and stuff. So, cool. yeah, I totally like not Metroid that at all. Fun. Yeah. I mean, and then, like, the whole thing is just going around to the different rooms and unlocking keys and, you know, backtracking a little bit. You know, that's why Met- there's the term Metroidvania because that's what Metroid and Castlevania um, popularized. It was like the, okay, you can go through this whole area, but you're going to have to come back once you get this item, which will unlock this side of the castle or mm-hmm. the, you know area or whatever so it lets you it lets the person who made the game reuse maps in a way to expand their game yeah and the one of the most famous ones was castlevania symphony of the night where after a while you get to a certain point the whole world is flipped upside down and so you literally go back through the castle upside down oh that's cool yeah so that's one. i would not enjoy this game but that's cool yeah and so this <laughs> one's basically like a watered down version of that you know wasn't too hard, but you know it was fine. Not it was she, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was like, should I give the ending away? I'm like, eh, I don't know. You know, we've reached the point in your list where someone might have at least some interest in playing. So yeah. maybe so like, like, don't give them everything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so next, next, next is what is a game called. Just ignore them. Which I is, do that all the time. I feel like that's a piece of advice we could all all agree upon. Yes. But yeah. Well, no. Sometimes you must deal with them. Ah, uh, yes. 
But in case you need to just ignore them, this could be the game for you. <laughs> uh, it's a 16-bit, definitely like another retro style thing, but it's... There's not much you have to do. It's like almost a point and click. Okay. Except you just... Your dude still walks around. Um, but it's about a kid whose parents were killed by these monsters. And uh, as he's grown up, he's tried to run away from them or dare I say just, just ignore, ignore them. them yeah and so but it keeps following him uh even when he's gotten older and he's trying to find out like what the deal with them is and and What's your deal, bro yeah and basically try not to let anyone else get hurt cool but yeah it was fine like the, the storytelling is pretty cool I got stuck on one spot because like the game didn't want to let me do a thing and I thought it was going to lock me on the platinum. And I even messaged the dude because it was made by one dude. Uh, and I talked to him online for a little nice. bit. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I ended up getting the platinum for it. Uh, the platinum? Yeah. The thing I thought I had to do wasn't actually necessary to get the platinums, thankfully. Uh, but anyway, it was a neat little story game. Mm. Um, it's You can do it in about an hour. But okay. It's cool. Like I, I liked it, you know pretty interesting little like retro style narrative game nice little indie game yeah why the heck not yeah support this one dude who was happy to help casey stranga or stringa games is Stringa. yeah so he has another one uh i think it's called my big sister that i have i just haven't played it yet but yeah. that sounds scary in my history of knowing things. oh yeah it's like about a little girl who has like this demon girl tell her what to do and is like listen to your big sister kind of thing never listen to your big sister i also can attest to that never <laughs> listen to your big sister but yeah so pretty harmless game pretty cool sorry uh, to all the big sisters out there yeah well <laughs> all right next is a game that you saw me play oh yeah coffin dodgers i did it's the old people racing game oh yeah that was funny so this game is you know pretty simplistic uh it's very easy and just it's like yeah. bumper car racing except you're on an electric walker yeah so like it's about a bunch of old people that decide to race because death is bored and it was just like you know what i'm gonna take all these people in the the nursing home and they're like wait no we want to live like let us live and he's like all right i'll race you for it oh so billy and mandy aarp edition Pretty much. That's a pretty good way to put it. Uh, yeah, I, I always played as, uh, I think his name was, I can't remember the name, but he was just, he was this black man with a little hat and like the little like old man Hawaiian shirt <laughs> and his little scooter and his little scooter and you, you know, you just pick up little things and, and you whack people Yep, with your cane. Yep. You have a little cane. You can whack people if they get close to you. And if you whack them enough, they fall over and flash for a little bit and get back up. Eh. I like Foley work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then once you beat the game, you unlock Death as a character. And so you can just ride around as the Grim Reaper on his little go-kart. Nice. But yeah, like, it's stupid. It's harmless. It was cute to see. Yeah, it was But it was I also, I like racing games. Yeah. And so, like, it's just uh, a watered-down Mario Kart with old people. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So next one. 
up is called sound shapes. Um, you're basically like a little ball and it's a little, I don't want to say it's super meat boy. Cause that has like a little bit of extra mechanics, but basically you are a little ball and you whirl around and try to get to the end of the level. But when you land on a lot of stuff, they make little sounds and it keeps the beat. Mm. And so like, as you progress through the game, it sort of adds on the sounds and like eventually creates somewhat of a, a song out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like, there were basically there's four or five sets of levels. And one of them was designed um, by Beck. Okay. And cool. so it's like, as you go along and you're hopping through the level, you're sort of adding on and creating music in a weird way. And uh, yeah, Beck did a little section of it. And there's a dead mouse section as well. Nice. Yeah. So what what is the like hard mechanics of this game? It's just it's just a really hard platformer. And then there's a death mode, uh, which is basically like you have to along the way you can collect these little dots for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically there's it's it the death mode is just it takes part of a level and brings it down to one little screen um and you have to do something really quickly without dying or you have to start over and it's like one of those like oh try again try again try again i did a couple of those and i'm just like i'm good but i beat the i beat the the general yeah but it was cool like it's a cool little platform it's very tough and some people are like oh it's like super easy even the death mode i'm like no no you're wrong (laughs) But it was cool. Like they, I, I think those are the people though that are like, I'm like a platformer person. Yeah, it's like you know people. It's like the the 2D platformer uh, equivalent of Dark Souls, like that sort of that crowd. Yeah, that crowd. And I'm like, you can have it. I beat the story. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, but it was cool. Uh, the aesthetic was really nice and everything. So. Yes, what is your next game? Well, we're getting to like the better ones and we're we're well, on our way now. And we're only at 42 minutes. Whoa. All right. If I keep this up, we might get there within an hour. Whoa. Maybe. All right, time to pick up the pace a little bit. Oh. So the next one is called Habroxia. Habroxia? So it's um it's uh you play in a you're a little space fighter dude or you're not a dude, you're in like a little spaceship. Yep. Um and it's one of those where like the game is scrolling versus you scrolling and you can uh, kind of move back and forward a little bit. Yeah. It's like that's, you know, retro arcade style, but it's different. Like there was a, a video game version of the Silver Surfer, which is like a really hard version of that. Mm-hmm. But where like the game itself is scrolling versus you just scrolling. Yep. But yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Like at first it was kind of hard and, and boring, but then you can um, I found out how like you can after you beat. They're, they're scattered. There's like currency, basically, it's like okay. money. Uh, you can find a little bit in the levels, but you also get some after beating a boss. Okay. And then, which is after like every three to five levels, um, you fight a boss. And so they you get money every time you do that. And you can replay those. And so sometimes mm-hmm. that's what I would do to build up money. And then you get upgrades. And so then you just, after a while, it just became, you're just like this monstrous thing that can't be stopped. <laughs> but uh, it was fun. Like, but see, you know, I just want to start games that way. Yeah, well, not in this one. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. Like, I, it was one of those, like, at first I was like, ah, I don't really care about it. And then I play a little bit more. I'm like, okay, like, it's kind of fun. So, you know, I picked up speed, literally. Cool. Yeah. 
All right, so next up is Donut County. So this is one where you're like a rack. You are a girl who gets... You're uh, a rack? You get help from your raccoon buddy. Oh. And basically everyone gets at all. sucked up into like the the center of the earth. Okay. And like falls through because of this technology that the raccoon has for whatever reason. And so... Don't trust the raccoons. You start off every level with... Yes. Hmm. <laughs> so you start off every level with like a small uh, hole about the size of like uh, oh, a I do know this one. Yeah. And okay. So yeah. I did not know this was the mechanic at all. Yep. So it's it bas- looks like the opposite of yes, exactly. Yeah. It is the reverse Katamari. Yes. So because every time something falls in the hole, it gets a little bit wider and wider and wider until you just basically consume everything and it falls through the hole. But magically, everyone's okay and. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the story was pretty wacky, obviously, but it ends up being a little bit about corporate greed and stuff. So, sure. I'm like, okay, sure. Like, it's just wacky. And, like, when you fall through the hole, you're fine and you land up, you end up next to all your friends from the neighborhood and they sit around the campfire and talk about how they fell through the hole. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's goofy. It's fun. And, like, I'm a big Katamari fan, so I was like, yep. I need to see what this game's about. I remember seeing you play that. It's it's vis- visually was very nice. Yeah. Like that mellow. It's super chill. Yeah. You know, you just Swallow suck everything through the hole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't make it. <laughs> yep. Anyway, the next is the Deadly Tower of Monsters. So this was another PlayStation Plus game. Um, it is a. How top far down... back in PlayStation Plus did you go? Uh, I had it when I forgot to get stuff a couple of times, but. I had it as far back as 2014. Wow. When I got the PS4. Yeah. Wow. So. That's when the PS4 came out? uh, I think it came out technically in 2013, but I got mine in 2014, I believe. Whoa. Yep. I'm just learning things, okay? Yeah. And so they would get, well, back then they would give you games for the PS4 got games, the PS3 gave you games, and the Vita gave you games. And then they reduced it all the way to just the PS4. Wow. Yep. Screw you, PS3. Yep. And the Vita. Also, eventually I'm going to have to get a PlayStation 5. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, I just wait and then eventually you get me one because you want to play a game with me. That is the more likely of the two. (laughs) (laughs) The how is most likely going to be down that path. Uh, yeah, so the next one is called, De- it's called The Deadly Tower of Monsters, and it's a top-down game where it's like um, like a beat-em-up slash shooter game, and it's got this really silly narrative of, like, it's all done in a director's commentary sort of thing, of like a 1950s oh, movie science fiction thing, like cheap budget kind yeah. of thing, and so like whenever you go through the level, it's like, oh yeah, you know... Uh, they look kind of crude because we only had budget for like a couple of extras that day. And it's like this fake commentary of this fake movie mm-hmm. as you go through the game. But it's called the Deadly Tower because you basically um, get powers and new weapons and stuff. And, and you go up this tower. Mm. Uh, and it was pretty fun. Like, you know, uh, pretty straightforward. But I enjoyed it. I liked the silliness of it. It definitely is the opposite of taking itself seriously. And so I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, next is 
What remains of Edith Finch? We did that one together. Yeah. So I know you had watched through the game. Yes. Uh, and but this was my first time going through it, and because it's a short game, this one didn't have a platinum, Amy. Why? I don't know. I got all the trophies, but I got no platinum. You know, I think that you should have gotten a platinum because you finished the game and it had trophies, so you got all the trophies, so that means a platinum. So instead of What Remains of Edith Finch, maybe the game should be called What's Up With That, Edith Finch? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I like this game a lot. Um, it's very weird. It's a very bizarre game about like how everyone in, in her family died. Yep. And you know, like... What's cool though is that as you go through everyone's thing, it this is this is what Stormboy wishes it could have been, <laughs> because you basically go through different mini games, mm-hmm. uh, and they're all vastly different from each other, both visually, gameplay wise, and like tonality wise. Yeah, and it just talks about like mental health and grief and all of these things, mm-hmm. and like you know. I feel like that's what the Ether One and Stormboy wanted to do. Yeah, but where they it's did like not put in the effort and the meat. This one definitely put in the meat, and sometimes in the form of fish. It that one like, was probably the best one though, because it like visually, yes, yeah, but also ew. Yes, ew, but ew. I also really liked like visually and storytelling wise. I liked um, the sister with the comic book. Mm. Remember the comic book layout, and you walk through with the people who invade the house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was really cool. I was surprised they were really happy. They got permission from John Carpenter to use the Halloween theme. Yep, which is really cool. Uh, I don't want to like talk too much more about it because we're going along. But also, it's just a game that you should just experience. And like, yeah. if you can avoid it, spoilers for it. I mean, like that's just I just give the general premise of it. But it's just it's just a game that again it only takes about two hours or so to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's definitely worth your time. Yep. Even if you're like strolling, it it's still really short. Yeah, and like there's not really much you can miss. Uh, and so, yeah, it's it's. I just... think the only thing that you can possibly miss is not looking at all the peepholes. Yeah, but that's just you know that's if you want trophy it. stuff. Yeah. But like yeah. I did. <laughs> yes, I know. But yeah, yeah, really good. Definitely play it. Next is uh, Spyro Two: Ripto's Rage. Ripto's Rage. Yeah. So. This was the second game in the Reignited trilogy. Um, it was, it was good. Like I mean, sp- the, the the little guy sp- is designed weird. Yeah, he. He's it's creepy. just funny. Um, he definitely got a little otter design with the He's Reignited. An otter? I wish. <laughs> now I like otters. Yeah, Ripto's no, he, jerk. No, he's like a little lizard dragon, but like a really weird one. He's like the Monstars version of. <laughs> dragons uh but yeah it was fun it was just it had some of the most frustrating uh platforming and stuff with out of the spyro games i haven't finished the third one yet but uh yeah it was between that one and the first spyro game it just had a lot more frustrating mechanics you mean not just a bunch of egg stealers oh yes it had the i hate them Actually, I don't think the second one had the egg stealers. I think they come back. I hate anyway, them. I know. Yeah. So it was, you know, solid platformer. Like Spyro's a good. It was just it had more frustrating parts. I like Spyro a lot. I just get frustrated with that game. But yep. I'm also 
not a good platformer. Well, you'll get there. If you decide to. If I decide to. Yes. I have a lot of other things I'm trying to do. Uh, Next up. I just got watercolor pens. Mm -hmm. Good for you. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of watercolor pens, there are colors and water in this next game. Whoa. Cat Quest. Cat Quest. The first one? Yep. So I finished the first one again because I had it on Switch and I was like, it was cheap on the PS4 and I was like, let's get a Platinum. This one was worth playing and so I'll I'll do it again. It's just a simple, cute little thing where you're a little cat and has every single cat pun you could possibly think of and then some. And anyone that they miss comes and comes around again in Cat Quest 2 where they then add in dog puns. Yep. So we haven't finished that one yet. but No, but we're playing it and it's really fun. It's a, I I recommended it to somebody as a co-op game to play or just like both of them as just like a fun chill game to play if they wanted to you know have the animal crossing vibe but like fight things yeah it's it's a very leisurely game uh (laughs) yep (laughs) uh but yeah and the first one is just that but just single player and you know you level up stuff and i'm a dog barrier you roll around and i'm the healer you are which is quite a mix-up yep uh yeah, it's just very straightforward, a simple RPG, and it's fun. It's cute. Uh, next from that, we have Dark Pictures, Little Hope. Oh, yes, I played this one too. Yeah, so technically you could add this to your list. I mean, technically. The only reason I did not play it physically myself is because horror games make my hands freeze. I just go, <gasps> Yes, well, from the company that brought you Don't Move Your Controller... And even if you don't, it still kills you. Comes the company that did change it all to one button, but it's not one button. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, uh, we ended up... I, so I was in charge of the quick time events, yes. which is all that this game is. If you don't know, it's the next... Hey, I helped with choices. You did. You know, choices. Choices. Uh, so, yeah, we basically gave each other characters to be in charge of uh, in that sense. And uh, so with a lot of narrative games like this, uh, like Until Dawn and Heavy Rain, that sort of stuff, it, it's largely dependent on quick time events to get through the the action sequences and stuff. But the the way they set it up in this one was so weird that I just got really, we both just got really frustrated mm-hmm. with it. And so we just dropped it down to one button. So I'm like, okay, now at least I have agency again. Because I was doing the thing and it wasn't doing it. Yeah, so. well, it's because, like, it was, like it had some kind of, like, way of telling you what button it was without actually showing you what button you were supposed to be pressing. And it wasn't intuitive to figure out exactly what it was supposed to be. And then it was too late when they showed you the actual button. And it was stupid. And then they're like, okay, you do this thing. And then it turns out that there is still one other button you need to press. Yeah, and so thank you for summing that up because then we were just like... It was frustrating. That's why we switched it to one button and then it became fine. Uh, It was was an interesting story. I liked a lot of the the things that it did. I liked the acting a lot and and everything. I liked it up until... And then the end happens. The end. The last like 30 seconds of the game are really, really stupid. But, and so... Okay, I'm going to go in a little tirade. Let's do it. Like a very small one. Is I don't understand what their point, their 
their want is for the Dark Pictures anthology. Because you have Until Dawn. Until Dawn is a really good That game. one's not part of it. I know. I okay. know. I... I know. But you have Until Dawn, which was their big success. And they're like, okay, this is the thing that we do, is this kind of thing. And one of the strengths about Until Dawn is that, like, it it is like a horror movie. Where, like, you know, this thing happened and then they're like, oh, no, it really, like, it happened. And, like, you're, the reason you're making choices makes sense. The thing that they're doing with the dark pictures, slight spoiler alert, is there's always a twist to the ending. But it makes the rest of the game feel so lackluster. And so, like, I get that they're trying to, like, make some kind of commentary or do some kind of thing to make it not just a horror game. But they should lean into the horror game because that's what makes it interesting. Like, sure, like, maybe not all your games have to be about ghosts or zombies or whatever. Like, you can change up what the spook is. But when you decide to base your, like, brand around, like, spooky scary and then keep saying, like, ah, but we're doing the Scooby-Doo thing-ish. Yeah, uh, to me, it's kind of like... um with assassin's creed Mm -hmm. no one likes the modern day stuff as much as the historical stuff because that's why you play those games Mm -hmm. and so to me like they they try to do this whole thing where it's like okay but but look at this other thing isn't this why like i don't know what they're like this part's cool right and it's like no i like what you were already doing and so Ooh. Yeah, without, like, it's hard to say without spoiling the game. No, but I can actually say say it in a way that makes sense. Thank you, because what I said just did not. No, I know. okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Casey and I have been working our way through the Brandon Sanderson writing classes. He talks about setup and promise. And you have to fulfill on the promises that you make. And it's setup, promise, progress. But that's not important. We're, we're focusing on promise. The thing about promises is, like, the example he uses, which is, like, a really good example, is you start off the thing promising them a car. By the end of your story, you have to fulfill on that promise of a car. You can do a car and or a car but. But the thing is, like, if you want to give them something else, if you want to give them a plane, you have to work through the story and do it in a way that makes them... Like, expect a car, but want a plane. So that when you get to the thing where you pull the wool over their eyes and get to the ending and you're like, uh, 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 but this, there, you have built up an expectation to still also want that and not just what they were promised. So then the car can jump out of the plane and Vin Diesel can feel good about himself. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, it, it's all about, like, fulfilling on the promises. And so what the dark pictures aren't doing is... They're setting it up with, like, even the narrator guy in the thing. Like, they're setting it up to be spooky. They're setting it up to be scary. They're setting it up to be otherworldly. And then giving you real-world answers. And the thing is, they don't lay enough... The interesting parts of their game and the parts that people seem to really gravitate towards are, like, the scary and the unusual and so, even if you try That's to... That's what make Until Dawn a success yeah. with the Wendigos. And so, like, you, they try to layer some of these other stories, but since they're trying to play the line of, like, here are these other things happening that could be the ex- that the explanation that are exciting, like, 
Little Hope where they have the flashbacks to the witch trials. And then you have, like, the dream. And you have, like, how do these all connect? Like, they're laying these groundworks for us to, like, be some really cool, like, multiple lives, multiple things or whatever. That by making the answer not that, but not giving us... I'm sorry, spoilers, whatever. But, but not giving us that, you're saying, hey... Remember how I told you, you like, remember how we promised that we were going to have a car? Here's some grass. (laughs) (laughs) As you were saying that, it just made me think of like, they're laying down the tracks and the train is moving down the tracks that they keep laying. And all of a sudden there's like, stop the train. Let's ride bikes. Yeah. Bikes are cool, right? It's like, yeah, but no, I need to get to Union Station. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, why are we... I don't want to ride bikes. I want to be on this train and get to the end of the station. Yeah. And so like that, that for me is why the dark picture stuff is not working. It's I enjoy everything up until the end. And so it makes you like feel like you wasted your time. And I think we talked about that way back when we were talking about like series finales of shows and stuff. And I've, I've coined the, I haven't coined it. I, other people have said it. But my thing with shows or like any form of media is don't make me feel like I wasted my time. Yep. And so Amy and I both just snipped the end off of that game. We're like, yeah, hey, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we don't talk about the end. Nope. But you can play it in a day. It's cool. You, it's true. You can. It's like four or five hours. Yep. So next one is a twofer. Twofer? Yep. A tofer? No. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything clever enough for that. Uh, so I have Devious Dungeon 2, and right above that is Devious Dungeon 1. And they're basically more of the same. The second one's more of the same. Uh, so I will quickly describe that. Uh, so Devious Dungeon is like all of the other little cheap little games that I got, except this one is really good. <laughs> okay. So um, it's all... Is it the one with the buff dudes? Uh, I don't know. It's the retro one where it's like uh, a randomized dungeon crawler, um, but you basically get money uh, mm. whenever you kill stuff, and then you use that to upgrade your weapon and your gear, and you can get like accessories that increase your stuff. And like, so it's like a little RPG mm-hmm. uh, dungeon crawler with very retro, like 16 bit graphics, and it's just really addicting. And I'm like, okay, like, it's, it has a simple look to it, but the uh, randomized dungeon crawler aspect of it is done pretty well. Mm. And I don't know, it's just really good. The So the second one adds in, you can play as different characters. There's like a ranger, um, a mage, and a barbarian like the first game. Um, and so I went with the mage just to try, th- you know, switch things up. Um, and I feel like that one, like it adds a couple of extra things but uh i don't know i think some of the bosses in the first one and just the it it added a lot of stuff but didn't feel quite as fresh mm-hmm. as the first one but they they were so close to each other that i put them next to each other on the list so like i think i'd still like the first one a bit more but mm-hmm. the second one's also very good and so i was like okay for all these little like cheap quick platinum games like it's by far the best um you know definitely not doesn't have the budget or like the strength to be something like a binding of isaac or a dead cells Mm -hmm. or that sort of thing but 
it still holds its own as like a pretty solid game. And so I was very like when I was going through, I was looking at lists of like, here's some quick, easy, fun little platinum games to get. And the there's a company called Radalika Games. If you've gotten this far, you're probably like, oh, I think he's getting that company that just their bread and butter is just making quick games and giving easy, simple uh, platinum trophies mm-hmm. out of it. Um, and this was one of them. But that article even said, if you play any of those games, play Devious Dungeon because it's by far the best. And I 100% agree. Okay. So yeah, it's actually definitely worth your time. So wow. it's a good game. Both cool. of them are. Cool. Yeah. So next up, we're getting there. We're getting into the the really good stuff. We're, well, I mean, the Devious Dungeons, like, now we're in the... In now the, we're like, in the goods. The good stuff. The goods. Uh, next up is Yakuza 4. Oh, now we're into the Yakuza stuff. Yeah. So... Uh, this I know, has like, been Casey's bread and butter. So part one, I finished um, Yakuza 1 and 2. And so get ready for the rest of them. Uh, get ready for the rest of them, folks. So Yakuza 4 was the one that that um, decided it, you know, it was going to go big or go home. And so 4 was the first one where you had multiple characters. And it was divided into sections. Is uh, that the one I saw? One of the ones. Yeah. Uh, it was the one that made me the angriest, which is why it's at the bottom of that list. Um, but you have like different sections uh, as playing as different characters, which is the first for the series because all the other times you play as Kiryu, who's you know the best. Kiryu. Uh, but this one had like some interesting char- characters. Uh, interesting Kiryus. It has Kiryus. All I can think of is Kiryu, <laughs> but uh, I like it introduced. Uh, introduce you to Akiyama, who's one of my favorite characters in the series. And so everybody has different fighting styles, mm-hmm. which kept it pretty fresh. It was just that some of them I didn't really care about. Um, one of them being, um, there was a guy, uh, his name is Taijima, and there he was, was Saigo Taijima, Taijima, I think his name. What is that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was. Listen, I know I am here to help bring some flavor to the list. So let me have my flavor at a hun- an hour and six minutes. Let me have my hundred and six minutes. What? Hundred? No, it's I'm okay. Tired. Flavor? No, that's just the flavor talking. I want my flavor. You are the flavor. Oh, the cat turned her head. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so it definitely wanted you to care about Taijima a lot. And I'm like, nah, you're definitely the most Was boring. Was he Anake? No. Mm. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just... I think I do a good impression He's the him. big burly guy that I'm just... Mm. Was mm-hmm. weird and even like had a slightly predatory moment on Haruka, which is really weird. And so I'm like... Did he the one that ended up with the other girl who was like, you're my new daddy? The mm. big dude? No, he... He didn't have anything like that. Okay, there's a bigger dude who ended up adopting a younger girl. I mean... And the one with the beach, which is the one that I oh, saw. Oh, that's Kiryu. He's the best. I yeah. know. I know that. But then there was another dude who was a bigger dude. And they were in a room. And then there was another girl. And she was like, Daddy. He's like, oh my god, I care. Uh... It happened in the one with the beach when he had longer hair and looked was like a, a completely other the, person. Was the other guy uh, an old dude? 
Not like super old. Because that's that's in the third one. And I, I don't think... know. Okay. <laughs> I know that there's I the one I saw that left an imprint on my brain was the one where Kiryu has longer hair. It's like not slicked back as much. And then I kept looking for him in these games and I'm like, where is this dude? And you're like, I don't know who that is. And then I'm like, but it was like the main dude with the little girl. And you're like, oh, that's Kiryu. I'm like, but he doesn't look like Kiryu. He's a Kiryu. I think he looks exactly the same because Kiryu looks exactly the same, even in the prequel game. No, but he had loose hair. Well, we'll get to that one. Let me finish this one first. <laughs> so. Fine. It tried and you get to play as different characters. One of them, Taijima, was definitely my least favorite because he's like the big dude. And he's slow and tanky, but I didn't like fighting with him as much. And I didn't like his story as much. Uh, but yeah, it, it just had the most frustrating fights in the series pretty much overall for me uh but it was still you know it's still good like all the games are good it was just the most frustrating for me at certain points but yeah next up is yakuza 3 where it's dad simulator with kiryu uh on the shores of okinawa where he runs a an orphanage <laughs> that's the one i saw that left an impact of like this is what this game is and then you keep telling me it's not i mean that's like the first big chunk of it i'm just saying that that he has like vacation dad hair it's about the same length to me i don't know let us know the if you think style was different so a little homework for everybody i want you to look at yakuza 3 and look at kiryu's hair in that one and compare it to the other ones and see if there's a difference and see if I'm being crazy by thinking he looks exactly the same. <laughs> but yes, it is Dad Simulator as you are you're back it's back this one was the last one to one of the last ones to be just Kiryu the whole time. Um but it was a change of scenery because he's running an orphanage and caring for the little little kitties that live in the orphanage with him and he takes care of them and it's very sweet and just it showed the side of him that's very nurturing and very uh patronly is the technical word for it uh but yeah he's just like the foster dad for all those kids and he sticks up for them whenever everyone's like "Ooh, you're gross you're like from a foster home like you're from an orphanage like you're gross and shady and he's like you will not talk about my kids that way. <laughs> like he gets full on like he's that's the whole thing with Kiryu. Like he's a pretty he's a good dude. But you start threatening his or like saying bad stuff about his family, especially like the kids that he looks after. You mess with the Kiryu, you get the horns. You mess with the kids? Yes. You get the Kiryu. Also, that's the one where they get a little dog. Oh yeah. And one of the little girls takes care of the dog, and it's very cute. And the dog stays there forever. Yay. Yep. So there you go. Next is the first Spyro game. Wow. It's really good. And it's a good platformer. And it's fun. And Except for the Egg Snatchers. Except for the Egg Snatchers. They're the worst. But yes. then you get to set them on fire. <sighs> also, side note, it's kind of messed messed up that you know everything's cute and like spire the cute little dragon and stuff and then he just burns sheep alive to heal himself yeah to feed his dragonfly yeah spyro we need to talk 
but no, like it's it's a really good one. Uh, I haven't, like I said, I haven't finished the third one yet to say whether or not it's my favorite yet. But so far, like the first one is really good. It's it's strong. simple and effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the next one is Batman the Enemy Within, which is the second season of the Batman Telltale games. Yep. Um, I like this one a lot because <coughs> it... The, the first season does it a little bit, but the second season, which is this one, is better because it takes so many characters that you feel like you know in the batman uh universe in the uh, batman this is mythology. the one with the joker yeah mm-hmm. so like he's in the first one but like near like the halfway to latter end of the yep. first one uh but this one he's in it throughout and it's about his uh rise i guess but even that i don't know like of course there's it's all about choices and you know they do a choice Yes, but they do a really good job with <laughs> choices in that, you know, you wouldn't think that there would be a lot of choices to make in a Batman game, but there really are. Uh, and so... And also you were playing that when we were watching Harley Quinn. It's true. And so I was getting like a double dose of, here, let's take Batman characters and do different things with them, which I like because I like shaking up the formula and what, if, you know, if it's an established character, shaking up what you think you know about them. I like that kind of stuff. And so, like, Harley Quinn in this one is, like, a ruthless crime boss and is just, you know, she's more intense than any version I've seen of her. Mm-hmm. Like, because instead of, like, oh, Mr. J. No, it's like, no, the Joker is fawning over her because she's so powerful. Evil. And, yeah, she's just, she's the most intense and wicked version of Harley Quinn. Uh, which is really nice. And uh, the Joker, if he, you know, he basically becomes the Joker, but I don't know. I don't want to get into much of it because it's definitely worth playing, but I like that they challenge what the Joker is. And most of the game is spent with him and Bruce. Like he's just, he's, you know, he's someone with a lot of mental problems. And I feel like they handle that better than the movie Joker did because you know, it's like he needs someone to like he means well at all times, even when he does a he lot just of things. Needs someone to lead him. Yeah, and so many people fail him, including Bruce Wayne. Like no matter what you do, in some ways you're gonna fail the guy. But that also doesn't excuse him. But also he needs help and you should be there as his friend and like it's just all of that nonstop. Gotcha. And it's just I don't need that kind of intensity in my life. No, it's just it's just really well written and then like it it's one of, I think, one of the better Telltale games. So, yeah. Nice. I was going through a lot of those for a little bit there. Um, you were going through a lot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's another way to put it. And probably more accurate. Uh, next up How is... How many uh, I just got like five or six more. I'm going to burn through these. I know. I know. I'm getting the face, you guys. I'm getting the face that I deserve. <laughs> <laughs> so, next up. Heh. <sighs> Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. So, this is the latest Call of Duty, and I played it on the PS5. Was that the first game that you played on the PS5? No, but it was one of them. Oh. It was one of the earlier ones. Because, uh, like, the campaigns are usually pretty short and straightforward. Um, but this one 
gives you choices. Choices. And there's a level in there that's basically the Hitman game. Because okay. you have to do like stealth and, you know. Is this keep the one up where this... you were on the helicopter and having to shoot barrels? Uh, you think so? Yeah. But there's one level where you play a Russian guy who's uh, at, I don't know, not really like an embassy, but maybe, or something close to like an embassy, and you are, um, you are a character who's defected to the U.S., and so you're a spy for the U.S., and you have to um, take out a guy and uh, let in the American people and get them... Um, Russian uniform so that they can sneak in too. Okay. Um, but it's... They've had in the past, like some of the Call of Duty games, you've had the ability to do, you know, you go this way or this way, but um, certain choices depend... Choices. Um, they determine what final mission you get, which okay. is cool. But this one is like a completely sandbox level where it's like you can do this however you want, much like the Hitman game. Like you can take this dude out or there's so many different avenues you can take which is really cool uh and so like you know it's it's a it's a call of duty game so it is what it is like the multiplayer's fun but it's you know it's one of those things that's definitely more of the same but i liked the amount of choices and and little change ups yeah or change ups to the formula so i liked it i think it's you know one of the better call of duties in a while like modern warfare was nice Next up is the first Jack and Daxter. Oh. oh, yeah. I forgot that you played that again. Yep. I, I think that was like my third time going through that one because it's not super long, but it's just a really hey, fun platform. You went through that game for the third time. I went through Battlestar Galactica for the third time. It's just a day of like a, a year of three. Yep. Three. Three. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I was like, this one's fun and like a quick platinum, but it's just a game I enjoy and have enjoyed uh, since I got it in 2002 <laughs> wow uh it was how old were you in 2002 eight or nine yeah i was nine baby yep and uh it was the first one of the first games i bought for the ps2 and uh i was just like you know i just want to go through this game again it's really no, good you were like you know what i just want to go through this game again you're right okay. <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah it, it's I played, I got to play, I didn't have a PS1, but I did get to play a little bit of Crash Bandicoot as a kid, but this was the, Jack and Daxter was the first Naughty Dog game that I owned and got to play all the way through and it started my love for Naughty Dog, which continued on to this day, to this very day. Anyway, it's a great platformer and I love it. <sighs> Yakuza 5 is the next one. Yakuza 5. So talk about go big or go home. This this game has, has everything. everything. It has a man breaking out of prison and shooting and hunting in the snow. It has a lovable girl and her pop star career. It has angry uh, street races in a taxi car. And MTV's Dan Cortez. Says, but does it have MK? Uh, no, that one was back in the third one. MK! Yeah, it was a character that just followed you around and just called Yannicky over and over. MK! Which, he came back for another game 
Yakuza game, and they use his face, but we'll get to that later. But this one is like the big one. Yakuza 5 is the longest one. There's you play as five different people. It's just the biggest one. And like it was the one where they like peaked on the scale of it. And like, you know, it's definitely one of the better ones. Again, the Taijima section was my least favorite. And I liked Akiyama a lot. Uh, and there's a new guy who was a disgraced baseball player. And so his first like big th- time, first game in the big leagues of baseball, uh, he hits a home run. And then there's all the stuff that he gets kicked out and is disgraced. And so he, you know, is trying to regain his uh, reputation and stuff. And so that was a pretty cool thing. Like, big I like him. reputation. Big reputation. Yeah. Ooh, you and me have big reputation. Ah, baseball. And so, yeah, it all, there's like a whole final fifth part of the game that brings all that together. And like, it was good. It was just, it was a, a roller coaster because there's a lot of up and down. And so like, there was some. It took you a while. It took me a while. And there's definitely some pacing issues with it. But overall, like, it's definitely one of the better Yakuza games. And, you know, there is a lot to love. And there's, you know, some stuff that's not as good, but there's still a lot to love. Uh, Let's see. Oh, yeah. The other day I finished Untitled Goose Game. Oh, yeah. Untitled Goose Game. Yeah. You're a little goose and you go around and terrorize people. And so I just I finally beat the game because I didn't want to I wanted to take my time through it. But uh, the other day I was like, let's beat this game. It's only a couple hours long, but uh, I found Uh, random things uh, that I attached uh, myself to. uh, 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 uh. And that's the game. (laughs) Uh, But I liked honking with a bottle. Yep. With my nose and my beak in a bottle. And I liked playing the harmonica. And I like this toy boat that I found. And so, like, it's just it's just a sandbox of you being a little goose and getting to terrorize some people and just giggle. Mm-hmm. I love it. And just... Ah. Is that your thought on the game, too? Because ah. you have this game, too. I do. I will finish it. But you like it, right? I do. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. So, speaking of fun... Another throwback game that I've beat again, Jack X Combat Racing. Yes. So this is one that... Uh, it was interesting to watch. It was, to me, would have been a very frustrating racing game. It's basically Mario Kart with more death. Yes. Uh, but it's one that so I... why it's called Death Racing? Combat Racing. Combat Racing. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, th- I mean, it's basically a death race. And then they came out with the movie Death Race, and I'm like, you're stealing from Jack X. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's a, a, an overlooked game from Naughty Dog, uh, but I really I really love it. I think it's super fun. There's a lot of different modes for it, and you can upgrade your vehicles and stuff. It's got a f- silly, fun story, and yeah, I think it's an overlooked game, and I was like, you know what? I love this game so much, I'm going to get it again on the PS4, and I'm going to platinum the heck out of it, and I did. Good job. It's a great game, and more people should play it. Good job. Thanks. Next up, another game that I beat again, but this was with another person because I decided to go through this game again with a friend, and that is Resident Evil 5. Yep. So this is the one, obviously, after Resident Evil 4, which is still my favorite, but they decided to... This is the one that got to that stupid levels of scope and scale and Mm -hmm. is just all over the place, but 
I love this game. It's so ridiculous. You can co-op the entire game. And I know a lot of people say that the AI is dumb, but I never really had any problem with it. Sheva always had my back and they can also be in the form of a real person. And so I played through it again with another friend and it's just a good time. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. It's campy. It's like you ended up in a temple. You end up in a temple and you end up in a volcano. That's where the last part of the game is. You shoot a rocket launcher in at a person who is in a volcano. Sure. It's nuts. But I don't know. It's just if you want ridiculous action, like that was one of the peak things for Resident Evil. And then six tried to go even further than that. And everyone was like, nah, too, too, too much, too much. I like Resident Evil 6, but that was the one that, like, Resident Evil 5 jumped the shark. In fact, I think it was in a video of when video games jumped the shark. But 6 decided to uh, ride the shark, jump the shark, ride it as a rocket into the moon. And so then, with 7, they're like, okay, let's let's read the back a little bit. But yeah, it's a great game. I'll stand by the game. I've beaten it and bought it so many times. You've done that to every Resident Evil game. Most of them. How many times have you bought Resident Evil 1 through 3? Uh, I've only bought them once. The remakes are different. If you count the remakes, then I bought 2 and 3 twice. Because I have the remakes. But 4, 5, and 6, I have, I think, 4 copies of 4. And then 3 versions of 5 and 6. I like those games. Leave me alone. I stopped when a giant fish tried to eat me. But that's the best one. No. <laughs> Next game on the list is Spider-Man Miles Morales. This no. was the first game I played on the PlayStation 5. That's true. Because it was a launch title and I love the, f- the other Spider-Man game. You love the... F- the f- first one? Yes. But yeah, it's more of it. You get to play as Miles. It's a fun a story. You get a cat, a bodega cat, and he's great. It's just epic in scale, more of the awesome gameplay, and you get to add in Miles' powers of Venom, which isn't confusing, um, and his invisibility. But they do a good job of making it not super powerful. So, like, once you do, once you take somebody down with the, um, while you're invisible, Everyone starts to panic, kind of like what they do in the Batman games. And so they're like extra cautious. They're like, oh my God, well, I'm on high alert. I'm freaking out. And so it's harder to keep that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they kind of, that's their attempt at balancing it. But yeah, it's just a really good game, fun story. It's shorter than the other one, but it's still like. Feels like a full game. Like a, uh... Yeah, it's, I mean, they compared a lot to Uncharted Lost Legacy, mm-hmm. which is, you know, just as epic, just as grand and, you know just as much care and detail put into it. It's just a bit shorter mm-hmm. than the the previous game. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. It was definitely, I think, one of the best games. Do you think he's going to be in the next Spider-Man game? Oh yeah, absolutely. I wonder if they'll let you... Um... Sorry, I didn't realize I was <laughs> playing with my phone. <laughs> I wonder if they'll let you do a co-op of playing as the two spiders. Maybe. I mean... Are you going to play Spider-Man with me and then get really annoyed when all I do is just swing from the things and do stupid stuff? Amy, you know I will. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's, I mean, 
that I'm I'm hoping to do something like that. At least, even if it's just a couple missions, that would be cool to have like the co-op team up thing because they seem to be doing that a lot because they have the Gotham Knights and then the Suicide mm-hmm. Squad game coming out. It's true. So it seems to be the direction it's going in. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <gasps> Almost there. Speaking of co-op superhero games, Marvel's The Avengers. Avengers. Now I know what you're thinking. A lot of you are like, hold up, Casey, that game sucks. I disagree. I have so much fun with this game and I like playing it with other people and I feel like the heroes when I play it, play as them. If you play this game, you should message Casey on Twitter and let him know so he can just do the thing he wants to do, which is play with a full team. I, I've i gotten up to three people out of four, but I want to assemble my full team of Avengers. But I like this game a lot. Uh, the story mode is really good. I like all the characters. It's got all of our favorite voice actors as the superheroes and the Avengers. And I just, it's, uh, it's, it's one of my favorite games for escaping and, and just, you know, getting away from the woes of the world for a little bit and just playing superheroes with people. It's, it feels a lot like, you know, when you're a kid and having your toys and banging them together and just having fun and just, I don't know, it makes me feel like a kid again. And I don't know, I know a lot of people don't like it, and I understand a lot of concerns with it, but, you know, they recently released Kate Bishop on there, which is really cool, and so they're going to just keep adding stuff onto it for free, which I think is really cool, and yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's it's a game I can always go back to if I just want to, you know, have some fun and, and fight around with some superheroes. Yep. So, it makes me happy, and that's all that matters. Yes. Except for you. It is important that you are happy. And that matters too. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you weren't expecting that curveball of sappiness, were you? <laughs> eh, she's like sticking her foot in my armpit. I'm just, you know, relaxing. Sure. <gasps> We're so close. We're so close. Well, <gasps> we're almost there. Two more games. Whoa. Two more. So, next one is... You never thought it would happen, but it did. (gasps) Yakuza 6. So, The Song of Life is its subtitle. Because it has a subtitle. Uh, This is the last one. a lot of karaoke. Yep. They all have a lot of karaoke. But this is the last one to feature Kiryu as a protagonist. And it's really good. I think it's got... Is what he's a baseball man? Mm. Like... He was a mascot baseball man. Oh, he was just like, it was a mascot for, uh, it was like food, it was okay. like a snack or something. It was, like oh, it was, it was for a restaurant. His head uh, looked like a baseball. Yeah. So Yakuza is full of these like high stakes, you know, drama and intrigue and betrayal. And then you have like stupid stuff like, you know, I'm gonna do karaoke. I'm gonna, there's one part where you side quest where you fight a bunch of dudes whose fetishes are dressing up like babies like full-on diaper and pacifier all of that and you have to beat the crap out of them uh you have that you have karaoke you have you can play darts you can play like we are not ragging on anyone's like fetishes in this podcast nope just don't go near kiryu because he might beat you up because they were in the yakuza too something it was weird anyway yes there was a point yakuza jr 
Yes. There was a point in this one where uh, I got roped into a side mission where I needed to be the enthusiastic uh, mascot for a ramen shop or a seafood restaurant or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then little kids show up and you have to be like, oh, I'm the mascot. <laughs> and he just, it's just as Japanese as you can get. But besides that, um, the Aniki guy from Yakuza 3 is returned this time with his real face because they used his likeness for it. And he played uh, Light Yagami in the I live like action Death Note. And he was in Battle Royale and a bunch of other stuff. And he's cool. And I'm like, oh, I recognize your face. And so I'm sure you're important to this game. And he was. But I think that it's got the best. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, at, with the series that I disagree with. And I'm like, mm, do better. But overall, I think it had the best. It does the best job at telling a story. Mm-hmm. of all the yakuza games um at least like the mainline ones with kiryu and it was just you know despite some flaws i think it was definitely the best it has the best um combat system and leveling up system um if you listen to the first part of this where i talked about the battle system in the remake of the second yakuza game being better well they they took it from this one because this game came out and then after this one like a year or so after that they did the remake of two gotcha uh which is what i played but yeah the the combat and leveling up system is the best in the series hands down in my opinion and add that with like the good story and the characters and everything and it was just really good and um i'm still going to yeah he's dead (laughs) oh but he got to come back as himself his actual actor in this one um but i'm still going through a couple of the other yakuza games so i can i want to finish like a dragon which is the newest one i played it for about half an hour i'm like this is amazing this is an amazing turn-based game i need to play this one last because <laughs> i'm gonna love it um but yeah and not want to go back yeah and so for this one like it's definitely my favorite of the kiryu games i know everyone says yakuza zero is the best i'm going through it right now i'll let you know what i think about that when i finish it but as of right now, my favorite, uh, uh, especially of the QU games, is Yakuza 6. And my favorite game that I have played or beaten in quarantine thus far, part two, Cyberpunk 2077. What Whoa. Up? What up? Though, it should be noted, BBs. BBs. That he played it on the PS5. It's true. And so... I didn't have to, minus like a couple of hiccups, and then like the one of the last few times I played it, it crashed on me like two or three times, but... It crashed in the credits. Yeah, it crashed in the credits. I was like, okay, game, I'm, I'm, I beat you. What are you doing? Um, I do want to point out, just today, someone was telling uh, me how they had to fully like reprogram their computer to handle Cyberpunk. Yeah, it's definitely the crisis of this... The Crisis the of generation. Infinite Games. No, but do you know about Crisis? No. The game Crisis? Uh, it was a game that came out on the PC in like 2009, which apparently they just remastered and it was bad. But when it first came out, it was just for PC and it was like no one's computer could handle it, could handle the graphical nice. capabilities of it. It's like, dude, no one's computer can handle Crisis. <laughs> Everyone's computer is having a Crisis. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so I played on the PS5, and so 
for the most part, it ran really, really smoothly for me, and I didn't have any problems with it, um, minus like a few tiny hiccups here and there. Um, but yeah, it as it went on, like I really like a lot of the characters. Um, I like the story of it, and you know, I like the gameplay. I like, you know, what I mean, I like action RPGs, yep. so I like you do stuff that and you has like some sort of leveling system that make you form relationships with people yep uh judy for life she's the best <laughs> judy alvarez is the shiznit um uh, but no i wow. just yeah we went there yeah cyberpunk oh but it, it's just i i liked it was one of those games like the more i played it the more i got invested in the world i did just that i got invested in it and uh i there's so much left for me to do there's so much stuff like anytime I did deviate from the story a little bit, I enjoyed myself a lot. And so like, you know, I feel like this is just the beginning, but no, it's, it's just got a lot of characters that I really like. And, uh, you know, it was one of those that just got better and better as I played more of it. And, you know, I'm excited to get the PS5 version of it. And I might go through it again and, try some different things, go for a different ending and that sort of stuff. But yeah. You have the PS5 version. It's it's still the PS4 version. Uh, it runs better, but it's not the PS5 version. Gotcha. I know, it's complicated. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I so I'm excited to, to give it another go when it's it's the full PS5 version. Uh but yeah, I know there's a lot of stuff around it and I get it. Uh, but I have I was fortunately able to uh, play it on the PS5 and I feel the same way that the boyfriend of girlfriend reviews uh, felt about it, which was like, I feel bad that for people that don't have a piece are able to play it on PC or the PS5 and just played on the PS4 or Xbox one and struggled with all that. And you know, the, that's a discussion for another time. If we really wanted to, we won't, but that, that is that needs its own discussion and there's a lot of good and bad and things that should be talked about with the release of cyberpunk but and i feel bad for those people that didn't get to experience what i did which is a really fun game with a lot of really good characters and um a really interesting world but yeah <gasps> okay we did it i know <sighs> wait that's it that's it that's it that's it we did it <sighs> I've talked so much. You have. I'm losing my voice. You are. But I did it. There you go, guys. That's part two. Casey has played a lot of games. I played a short hike. <gasps> you did. I did. And you played some Pokemon Sword again. I did. The expansion pack. Yeah. The Merry end. Christmas. Thanks. And you played some Cat Quest 2. I did. And some Overwatch. As always. Yep. <sighs> To don't look that was so short thank you for <laughs> indulging me listening again i know there's so much to talk about and that's why the game awards are its own thing which will be some point yeah no around. we're not doing a four-hour podcast episode casey no we're trying not to do a two-hour podcast episode so so thank you thank you so much for listening it has been talk nerdy to me baby where we talk nerdy to you baby into your ears we upload every ish tuesday at 7 a.m 
PST. If you would like to talk to us outside of this podcast, you can find us all across social media, where I am Amory by the Sea. And I am Case Crusader. Everywhere on the internet. Until next time, friends. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you. I know I talked a lot. Goodbye. That looks better! And not as loud. Woo.